Good morning to all of you and welcome to our Friday Chapel. Today we're doing something a little different in our chapel service. If you look inside the bulletin, you'll find the, the story of David and Goliath laid out for you. And we're going to read through that with some devotional commentary. There's also a hymn that we will be singing. If you would please take out your hymn book and open to hymn number 517. And then please follow the verses as they are indicated for you in the bulletin. We begin with our opening prayer. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, be with us and bless us this day as we meditate on your holy word. Grant us faith in your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, as our only hope for life in heaven. We pray this all in his saving name. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from select verses from 1 Samuel 16 and 17, those two chapters, and a little bit of background to this story to help us understand it. If you remember the story of, of David when he was a young boy, possibly as young as 14 years old, he was chosen from a family of brothers, he was the youngest, chosen to be the next king of Israel. At the time, Saul was the king of Israel. And, uh, but God sent the prophet Samuel to his house and to the surprise of everyone, selected this young teenage boy to be the next king over Israel and he had him anointed. And he had indicated there, God had indicated there that he would be elevated someday to this very important position as the king over Israel. And so we read. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David the youngest in the presence of his brothers. The spirit of the Lord rushed on David with power from that day forward. Now because of his youth, David stayed home and his brothers were off at war. We continue. King Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side with a valley between them. I've been in this part of the world, and you can, there are places where you can easily imagine this. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span, probably about nine and a half feet tall. Uh, today, the tallest man that we know of in the world is eight foot two. Uh, back in the 1940s, there was a man who was nine feet tall. Uh, just a quick co comment, the, uh, there's an, an Israeli archaeologist who has found in this part of the world uh, some remains of old buildings that have very colossal doorways, uh, very large-sized doorways. Whether or not that was Goliath, uh, Goliath, we don't know. We keep reading about Goliath. He had a bronze helmet on his head and was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had bronze armor on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. So David again is at home at this time, 14, 15 years old. His dad packs up some cheese and some bread and sends him off uh, 
quite a bit of provisions to bring to his brothers and other soldiers that are off at war. And we keep reading. So David rose early in the morning and he came to the camp as the army was going out to the fight and shouting for the battle. Then as he talked with them, there was the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines. And he spoke according to the same words. So David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, ran away from him and were dreadfully afraid. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine, that he should defy the armies of the living God? Now when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul, and he sent for him. Then David said to King Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Now, there's a reason. We often, attribute, we often attribute this story to David's great courage. But there's a, a reason deeper than that that we will see as well. Let us join now in singing the first three verses indicated of our hymn.
Please be seated. We continue with our reading. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Then David took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, in a pouch which he had, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. By the way, aren't these details interesting? Imagine this little 14-year-old scrawny kid leaning down next to a brook and picking up some little stones and putting them in a little bag and walking up now on the mountain across from this nine-foot-plus warrior. We keep reading. So Goliath said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? Might have been referring to his legs. I don't know. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the field, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Now David... David was recalling here something very important in this story. We often attribute this story to David's courage. Certainly there's courage involved. But the real issue is this. God had promised him that he would be the next king of Israel. That had not yet taken place. And so he trusted that promise. He trusted his anointing to be that next king of Israel. And he boldly held on to that promise from God. And that's why he went into this seemingly seemingly, uh, completely outsided event with Goliath with such extreme confidence. Not because of his courage, but because God had given him a promise. So here's my question for you. What promises has God given you in your life? What promises has he given you in his word that he asks you to trust? that Christ has paid for all your sins on the cross, that he's given you the hope of going to heaven, that your body will someday rise from the grave? What are the promises that God has given you that you can be so bold to believe in and to trust in? We continue with the next two verses of our hymn.
Our reading continues. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone, and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. It was pretty obvious to them something else was at work here. Now the men of Israel and Judah rose and shouted and pursued the Philistines as far as the entrance of the valley into the gates of Ekron. And the wounded of the Philistines fell along the road to Shariam, even as far as Gath and Ekron. Then the children of Israel returned from chasing the Philistines and they plundered their tents. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent, a few little trophies. Then as David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner, that'd be the general, took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. Young David here is an ancestor of our Lord Jesus Christ. And even though this is a true historical account that took place in Israel's history, it is, also, it is also a beautiful picture of the work of Christ himself, who will be the son of David. And in the same way, like David, when Christ came into this world to rescue us from our sin and from our graves, he sure didn't look like much to the world. Many rejected him as the Messiah because he just didn't seem like he was very much at all. And yet through his very lowly and humble work on the cross, dying for us, he even as now, the Bible says, destroyed the work of our great enemy, the devil, completely cutting off his head. And he has canceled our sins before God by his blood. Just think what that means for you personally. All the things that you might be worried about that would keep you from going to heaven someday, because of the lowly work of Christ on the cross, all of that has been wiped away, canceled away. And because of Christ, you have the promise that someday you will rise from your graves and be given a glorified body to go to heaven. And so in the same way that David used such lowly things to defeat Goliath because of the power of God's word, Christ has also chosen very lowly things to work and defeat the devil even in our lives today. Just a few handfuls of water in baptism, a little bit of bread and wine to feed us with his body and blood for the forgiveness of sins. The words from mouths of sweaty little preachers that tell us that our sins are forgiven and direct us to what Christ has done for us. And all of this was done by the mighty hand of God and continues to happen to defeat the work of the devil in our lives as well so that someday we can enjoy the peace of life in heaven. Let us pray. God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us your holy word and the many promises that we find in that word. Help us to always trust your kindness toward us as you've shown us in Christ. Cause us to turn to you in all times of trouble or temptation and give us deliverance, especially 
deliver us someday from our graves. Through the work of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. We rise for verses 5 and 15. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.